0: Welcome, you have been selected for Project Dream Home. You have only 60 seconds to tell us what you need and we will build it for you for free. Your time starts now. Wow. wow, what a great deal it is. Guys, I'll start. I need an automatic gate with a long driveway so that I can park lot of my vehicles. What about you? I want a huge smart kitchen. Wow! What about you man? Uh, I want my own YouTube studio with my own room and I want my PS games and my arcade games. Wow! Great! What about you Aaron? I want a pet dogs and I want a cricket pitch. Wow. wow! Super! Super! Anything else? Guys, right, we forgot one thing. Yes. We forgot the gym and the library. Super! I hey. add... also had to it, I forgot. We want a swimming pool and we want a bathtub and everything should be imported. I and... forgot one thing. Yeah. I want a toy room. Ah. And one more thing, everything should be smart. Smart lights, smart fan and a smart toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, have we covered everything? Yes! Great, let's begin. We are starting a new series called, Dream Home. Are you excited? And I'm sure you all saw the promos for the past couple of uh, weeks. And um, whenever we think about a dream home, we always think how high the wall is going to be, how beautiful the rooms are going to be, what you know, um, the tiles are going to look like, the carpets, the swimming pool, the furnitures. Um, You know, we want everything imported, right? Imported, what's the script? Smart, everything smart, right? We want everything latest, right? Um, It depends on who you are as a family as well because some family are modern family. How many modern families here? You consider yourself, we are modern people, modern, we are modern families. Any modern families here? You can wave your hand any no modern fa- families in this church any families in this church no families in this church buddy we should postpone the this we should cancel the series lord give me a new word <laughs> okay tamil la pesa va kudumbangal yaravathu irukringa la oh ipo dhan puriyatha pa bar telugu andhra landu vandhone tamil ku dhan kai ah if you have a Malayal Paranyal, you can't do it. If you have a Kudumangal, you can't it. Hindi is a drive. Anybody who wants to become family? Yeah. No, maybe that's the right question for our church because 70% are singles <laughs> waiting to mingle. And become a family. Okay, this series is going to help both. People who are already married, you got children, it's going to bless you immensely. If you are single, going to get married in the future, this message is also going to bless you. And you people, please write these things down. Because it will really help you and it will get you a jump start, a right start in your life. Right? So when you talk about dream home, we always think about the physical aspect, the physical nature of it. You know, um, after you get married and you have children and you're stable, uh, three years into your, uh, into your uh, marriage, uh, after that honeymoon phase is slowly wound down and you're taking all the responsibilities, especially men, we start thinking about how we can establish the family, right? And, and husband and wife start talking about things that will make us establish as a family. You know, it is biblical to think that way. There's nothing wrong to establish your family. I want to make that very clear. If you want to build a house, establish your family, do it. God wants you to do that. If you want to have children, go for it. It's written in the Bible. If you want to do things that is in the Bible, have a lot of kids, no problem, right? If you are planning to buy properties or expand your business and things like that, whatever that you want to do to establish yourself, you can do it. Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29 and the verse will not come on the screen. But if you have your Bibles, go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 5 and 6. And what is happening here is the people of God are living in the exile and they are exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. They are not in the promised land. They are not where God wanted them to be. They are in Jeru- They are supposed to be in Jerusalem, but they are exiles in Babylon. But even in that season of exile, God is asking them to do something which is really, really powerful. Because what I am about to teach you for the next few weeks is very important. It is God's grand design. And if we get this right, everything will be right. If we get this wrong, everything will be wrong. If you get this right, you make my job easy as a pastor also. We don't want you to be happy. How will we make your life easy? Don't. We will make it hard for you. If you get this right, Biblically, you will... Really make things fall into place according to God's word. Now this is what God is saying. I'll read from verse 4. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives that he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Verse 5, he says, Build homes and plan to stay. Who is he addressing to? To the captives, not to the ones who are in freedom. This is not written to the ones who are in freedom, but to the ones who are in exile, the ones who are captives. I don't know how many of you feel like a captive in Trichy, but this is not your exile land, my friends. This is your promised land. Stay with me. Build homes... And plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat food that you produce. Marry and have children. Find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. God is not giving a one generation plan here, He's giving a multi generational plan here because He's a God of generations. So when you and I, when we plan, we plan for five years max, right? But uh, we have probably maximum, if we are smart enough, we'll have a decadal plan, 10 years. But God is not five years, 10 years God. His time limit is not as our time limit. He can think as far as he wants to. He can go back as far as He wants to and He can put everything into place right now as how it's supposed to be. Don't we serve an amazing God? And He says, You may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away or do not go away from this. It is God's plan for you to be established as a family, wherever you are right now, wherever God has placed you, seek God. Don't dwindle away. Build homes. Plant to stay. Plant gardens. Gardens represent, you know, sowing and reaping. So be faithful in the sowing. Be faithful in the reaping. You, it, you, you know, you would eat from the produce of the land that God has blessed you with. You shall marry. You shall have children. You shall find spouses for them so that they may have children and they will become your grandchildren and you shall be established. Family is God's grand design. And it is through that God wants to move and do great things. Either you have become a family or you are part of a family already. Everybody is part of something. And we as a church here also, we stay here as one family. Everybody's receiving this word? Say amen if you are. So this is God's plan. This is God's grand design. But oftentimes we segregate ourselves into various sectors of what this community or society calls us to be. Some of us might call ourselves, we are modern family. Some of us call ourselves, we are traditional family. But if you call yourself traditional family today, and if you speak to your great grandfather, they will call you modern. What is traditional to you might be modern to them. What is modern to you will be traditional for my daughter. And her children. Old school. They used to have cars and they had to stop and put some oil inside it seems. How crazy is that? Who has time for that? They would even go to a time to say they used to have somebody driving the car. Can you believe it? They had to drive their own cars. Technology could take them so far. Hey, Prithvi and Urmi, our children might say some crazy stuff. So what seems to be modern now might not be modern few centuries after. So we segregate ourselves modern family, traditional family, inter-religious family, inter-cultural family, inter-country family, caste-caste family, inter-caste family. (laughs) Whatever family you are, this series is not going to fit into those segregations everybody say amen. amen i want everybody who is listening for the next couple of weeks to have an open mind and a clear heart because we are not going to become modern family or traditional family or postmodern family or any interfamilies we are not going to become that we are all going to become kingdom families kingdom families That's the biblical way of living. If you are a kingdom family, you're not going to be Indian families. You're not going to be American families. You're not going to be Tamil family or Malayalam family. That is all your languages. But principle comes from the Bible. Everybody say amen. Principle comes from the Bible. Of course, there are a lot of cultural aspects that comes into our lives. Good things, keep it. But anything that would, you know, make you compromise the word of God, chuck it away. Amen? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? If you say yes and give me consent, or if you say no and not give me consent also, I will preach. (laughs) Amen. Modern families... Our families, they are in t- deep trouble. If you look at statistics, divorce is so rampant these days. Every day you see statistics just going up. Dissatisfaction between couples. Parents have lost their way. Because parents have lost their way, the children have also lost their ways. There was a time when God's word was the center of the home. God's Promises, prayer, worship was, center, was the center of the house. The needs of the family was deeply anchored through God and God alone. But today we live in a materialistic society. And materialism and consumerism has changed our family lives. And the way we do family, it is, re, it is rewriting it. It is rewriting it. Families are turning into a mess. There are some few godly families that we see here and there. But it is not the same in churches today. Families are are trying their best to thrive without God in their life. They are trying to thrive through money. They are trying to thrive through their own hard work. They are trying to thrive through their own strength. And there is no space for God's grace. There is no space for breakthrough. There is no space for a divine intervention because they have decided that they are in control of their families. But we are not going to be those families. Everybody say amen. We are going to be what? Kingdom families. Kingdom families are biblical families. You will make choices biblical way. Whether you are going to settle in India or whether you live in America or whether you live anywhere, even if you go to Mars, you will live by the word. Everybody say, we will live by the word. So, I am not going to teach you what are the great brands that you can buy for your bathtub, or how many cars you can buy or how to design your grand home. What good is it to have a house and have a broken family inside? What good is it to have a living room, but yet everybody is so divided and sitting in their own rooms, not talking to each other? What good is it you call your brother from one room to another room through your mobile phone, you are so sophisticated. Every rooms will have a Wi-Fi and a TV and all those things. Pastor, ingeviitla Good, praise God for that. I, for me, dream home. This picture came to my mind when I was as I was praying over this sermon. Is that every time, back in the day? I feel so old when I say this. Back in the day, when there is a power cut. I think you guys can relate to me. Many would relate to me. When there's a power cut and Trichy, it's so cold, right? So we need to get some fresh air. So we all come to our rooftops, our terrace, or we put chair by the road <laughs> and we sit. And the neighbors start talking. Sometimes they, mommy will bring uh, uh, you know, um, uh, chapati, And uh, bai will bring mutton gravy (laughs) from the opposite house. You know, food will come. Uh, Man, you guys are looking at me so strangely. You've never experienced this? You've experienced this? And, And people would come out. People would talk. People would, you know, just have community together. Gone are those days. We don't have those days. Of course... Life is moving forward. And I'm not saying everybody go home, pull out your chairs in the road. (laughs) You will be like, what road? We don't have road even now. (laughs) I have to sit in a pit and cars driving over me, right? I'm not asking you to go and do that. But the principle of communing together was more important than what we possessed. So as we dive into this series, I'm just giving you some important pointers of what the series will be and what this will not be. I haven't even started my sermon. When I start the sermon, you will get the announcement, wear your seatbelts, okay? So this is just the introduction part. May God help us. So have a clear mind of what it's going to be because when you receive the word, I really am praying that we will really build godly homes, not just houses, all right? And you will be a member of a kingdom family, whether you're the father or the mother, or you are a child in the family, whatever role that you're playing, husband and wife, whoever you are, be the kingdom person so that you will be a kingdom family And if you can all be kingdom people, we will have a kingdom church. Amen. If we don't have the kingdom mindset, we will not be a kingdom oriented church. There will be jealousy. There will be backbiting. There will be gossip. There will be discouragement. All those mess that we have not fixed in our families, we will bring it to the church also and i am not saying don't come with your brokenness to the church you can come with your brokenness to the church but when god is trying to fix your life through his word receive it so that whatever that you experience in the church shall also become a divine beautiful reality at home as well can your home be your first church think about it can worship arise there first can God's word arise there first? Can beautiful, power-driven, Holy Spirit-driven prayers arise there from, from there first? So that whatever that is arising from within you and from your families and from your home, we will move in the overflow in the church. Hello? Because here, come, us coming together, this is an overflow. Overflow. This is not the starting point. Get this right, theologically. You got to get this right. Because we think that this is our starting point and we come and plug in our charger. Charge me, Lord. One percent only this week I have. (laughs) May my yellow turn to green. (laughs) And we spiritually try to charge ourselves up here. But actually, the Spirit of God lives in you and within you. You are carrying church in you. You are the church. Otherwise, this is just a venue. When you are the church, God starts His work, not when you enter the building, but He starts it in you throughout the week. If we can only have a kingdom mindset, which I will teach you about very soon. But if we can only have a kingdom mindset and an open mindset that says, God, use me wherever I am and you will flow in the spirit all week long. And when you come here, this is just an overflow of what you are already flowing in. And that's where miracles happen. That's where breakthroughs happen. That's, where, that's how revivals begin. Because this is a collection of everybody who is working and walking and living in the Spirit. Imagine all the power put together in one place. Everything collectively together in one place. So our worship will be different. Our prayer will be fired up. But what we do is we do the opposite because we are tired in our homes. We are tired running our homes. We are tired running our families. We are tired every day not knowing what we are doing is right or wrong. We are tired of making godly decisions and we find it hard. And we end up making wrong decisions and we keep facing the consequences. And we try to keep fixing that and you're just tired and tired and tired. And when you come on Sunday, you are drained. You are drained. And you have a kind pastor who gives you mutta, bread, (laughs) Nutella, everything, charge you up. Put some sugar in there, guys. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. But then you see why. You see how this is going. Because what affects you during the week affects our corporate worship. It has an influence. So what you allow on the inside has to be always a divine encounter and not a human encounter. Because when we come here together as one church, we are inviting the Lord for a divine breakthrough, for a divine encounter. But yet we come with drained mentality. And we ask God to fill us again from the first. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not how God has designed church to be. That is not how God has designed your families to be. God designed your families to be the most exciting, thrilling, thriving, joyful, happy, functional place that you could ever experience. Howdy I have never heard any of those words in my family, bastard. That's how God designed it to be. That's how God designed it to be. Go with me to Matthew chapter 19, verse 4, 5, and 6. Matthew chapter 19, verse 4, 5, and 6. Haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied. They record that from the beginnings, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and his mother And is joined to his wife and the two are united into, everybody say two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Now this passage is so familiar if you are attending weddings, many weddings that you have attended and all the biryanis that you eat, you constantly hear this verse. What God has united, let no man shall separate. And we try to use this verse many times, in many occasions, in many circumstances. And it's a very familiar verse. But we don't really understand or do we really understand the depth of the design of God's nature in this. If you want to have a strong family you need to have a strong marriage. If you want to have a strong marriage you need to have a strong relationship with God when you are single. You get me? If you can't if you can't um Take care of yourself, you can't take care of somebody else. Goes both ways, for a man and for a woman. So, it all starts with our relationship with God. Strong relationship with God equals strong marriage. Strong marriage brings strong families. If you look at this passage... It talks about, they record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Now that verse, Matthew 19 verse 5 is a very problematic verse in Indian culture. If you know what I am talking about. There is no such thing as leaving. (laughs) Only coming. (laughs) You go go get married and bring the person. And in Indian families especially, again I'm going to keep saying this all across the series. Because we are in India and we are Indians. So I'm not preaching in America. I'm preaching here. Those who are watching online, if you're watching from other countries, disclaimer, I will be referring to a lot of Indian cultural aspects during this series. You're going to have fun with it. In Indian culture, if if we are given a chance to rewrite that verse, <laughs> a father, especially verse 6, they They are no longer two, but now they are five. (laughs) They are no longer two, but now they are ten. Because in India, it's not about just two people getting married. It's about two families getting married. Right? That's how culturally strong we are, united together. Is there anything wrong in it? No, there is nothing wrong in that. There's nothing wrong in that. Is there anything wrong in it? Everything is wrong in it. I'll explain soon. Stay with me. I told you we will have fun, yeah? Welcome to Project Dream Home. (laughs) This is building. Okay? This is not renovation. This is building. This will be groundbreaking. Put re-foundation and rebuilding, okay? So it will be messy. Don't expect a a perfect three-point sermon and all for the next five weeks, okay? Turn to the person, look, look at them and tell them, it's going to get messy. But it's going to be okay. All right. I don't know the ones who did not talk. I don't know what hatred you have towards the person sitting next to you. I pray that you shall be relieved. So you, you know, that's, that's the Indian culture. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong with that? Everything is wrong with that. The reason is, as a culture, as a family, you know, we come together, two families decide because we live not in, we, we are trying to be an individualistic society with five people being individuals in the same society, right? I want to make a decision for my life, says the son. Yes, you can, my boy. We will do it together with you. And the thing is, all these modern uh, so-called I will not be like my dad, we are worse than our dads. (laughs) There is no hope. (laughs) I will not do it like my mom. If I get married, all these single people also know, they do this. They watch how the couples are taking care of children and then they put some calculation. right? If when I get married, the way I take care of my child, you have no idea. (laughs) You have... Turn to the single people, everybody single, look at them and you have no idea. You first get married. (laughs) That itself will teach you. And then you worry about how you will design and recreate. Your children will teach you. They will parent you as you are parenting them. Right? It's, It's not so easy as it appears to be. But yet it is so beautiful, as messy it might seems to be. And now that's God's grand design of things. Because the Bible says, it is in your weakness, my strength is glorified." So even in the midst of our imperfections, when we allow God to come and make decisions, He will help us. So the society that we live in, they give you permission. Do whatever. That God is telling you to do pa. That's what you should do. But we will also tell you what God is telling us about you. But the decision is yours. By the time that fellow makes a decision, he will have some 20 answers. He is playing, you know, inky pinky ponky. My father had a donkey. But my life is going to end up like a monkey. He is just clueless we are a we are a culture of influence we are a culture of trying to be together doing everything together it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing togetherness is a beautiful thing it's so right it can also make it so wrong when it comes to your personal faith with god many people put their faith under the bus because they keep togetherness as priority because uniformity is not unity. Everybody's with me. We we think that we are united because we all are in the same family, we are not. We think that we are united because we are blood related, you are not. Show me one family where they all eat only same kind of food. Well, there are those families, but But normally everybody have a different taste because everybody is unique. Where there is God is that he brings all the uniqueness together, but we are united under his will, under his word, under his power. My father might like hymns. And I might like Hillsong. But as long as we both are worshipping, that is fine. Hello? You also sing hymn. Back in the day we sang hymns. That is why it's called back in the day, daddy. We are not back in the day. We are today in today, this day. We are singing this. Tomorrow they will write new songs. We are divided by Preferences. And we are trying to unite through preferences also. If we all live under the same house, the society will think that we are one family, joint family. Who said so? Have you ever been? There are joint families who are living together peacefully. I'm not against that. I'm not trying to split families here. By the way, if you are all living in joint families, stay there. No problem. I'm talking about joint hearts here. I'm talking about standing together. If you go to a school, thousand children will be wearing the same uniform. That doesn't mean that the entire school is united. No, they have their own. So I'm not advocating individualism. I am advocating uniqueness of God's design in each person. But all the uniqueness of our lives is connected with each other. If we learn to love, respect through God's word. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Yesterday in our marriage enrichment seminar, they gave us a disclaimer. If you think that this seminar is going to fix your marriage, it will not. If you go into a marriage thinking that I will change that person, you can't. You know, this marriage is not a fixer. This is a marriage enrichment seminar. Right? Only God... Can fix things. Whether you are a joint family or not joint family, rented family or own house family, whichever family you are, end of the day, if we can all be united by principles of God and not by the preferences of man, then we can all turn our hearts to become a kingdom family. I pray for five hours. He only prays for half an hour, pastor. Please pray for him. And I sometimes stop and think, my goodness, what a privilege it is that our children also are praying and worshipping the same God that we worship. We are so Focused on the number of hours they pray. But not thank God that they still have faith in them. We take that for granted. We take that for granted. So everybody say, not preferences, but principles. A man was traveling to New York from Birmingham. His headquarters was in New York. His CEO called him, I need to talk to you about something. And um, you need to come immediately. Your branch is in trouble. I need to discuss. So this man was worried. All along in the plane, all he could think about is what would happen if I get fired? I hope I'm not going to get fired. How can I convince my boss? You know, all these things was the worry. And all of a sudden, as they were getting close to New York, they uh, heard an announcement by, that was said by the pilot that there is something wrong with the plane. We are not sure how we are going to land it. We might most probably crash land it. We can't fix the issue. So, everybody, brace yourselves. The moment when he heard that announcement, he did not think about his CEO. He did not think about that million-dollar job that he's going to lose. He did not think about, you know, how he's going to fix. The only thing he could think about was his wife and his children and how he can connect to them and tell them some few last words before this plane goes down. End of the day, what matters the most is family. (laughs) Family. But yet we spend 90% of time outside that. Outside that. And we claim that we are doing it for the family. While not being a family. Amen? Are you all with me? We are doing so many things for the family. But are we being together as a family? God created us to be human beings, not human doings. But yet our society has given us so much emphasis on you do this, you do this, you do this, and we are all about doing and not about being together. First Timothy 5.8 it says, but if any provide not for his own, And especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Provision for their own. And when you think of provision for your own, we think this verse from a material point of view. Provision for your house starts with bringing God's presence into your house first. Hello? Hello? Provision for your house is not buying bread and butter, is not putting food on the plate, is bringing God's presence into your homes. That's the first provision you need. Bringing God's love and joy and peace and working hard at maintaining that peace in your homes. That's the number one provision. If you deny God's presence from your homes, You're denying your own family. You're denying your own family. That's the truth. And that is true faith. Jesus Christ is the great home builder. And we are going to invite him to build our families. Amen. There are some enemies to our family. Divorce is an enemy and we're going to cancel that in the name of Jesus. Alcohol is an enemy to the family and we cancel that in the name of Jesus. Materialism is an enemy to the family. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Just the mindset of consuming and consuming and consuming and never satisfied. It's an enemy to the family. It breaks our family apart. We cancel that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's read Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 to 24. Let's all read it together, shall we? Then the Lord God said, shall we read together? Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Every man said, hallelujah. Y'all want to get married or not? Say a better hallelujah. Okay. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky he brought them to the man to see what he would call them and the man chose a name for each one this was the primary job of a man is to name and claim <laughs> is to have dominion is to rule is to be a leader is to call out the things of God. Is to proclaim the name of the Lord. That was the primary job of a man. So in other words, a man had a job before he had a girl. Ooh. Hey. Shaban, can you get this? A man had a job before we had a? Again, I'm saying, I'm not talking about boys here. A man, if you're ready to take responsibility, and if you're ready to do whatever it takes to keep that responsibility, you're the man. I'm not talking about age factor here. I'm not talking about, you know, If you got boys in your house, raise them to be men. Not in their 20s. You do it now when they are 10. You do it now when they are 12. You give them responsibility. In my life group, I was sharing, uh, and I feel sorry for the boys who come to our life group because I was sharing this, and I told them, get them to start working when they are 13. I'm so glad I'm not going to which life group you are, pastor? Kanton And the pakkam poida way Get your children to work. A pastor friend of mine, who's in Malaysia, started this. He just bought a pump set, or like a water washing thing. Uh, a portable one. And he gave it to him as his birthday gift. On his 13th birthday, and he told him, Son, this is daddy's gift for you. He looked at his, What is this jet water pump thing? What am I gonna do with this? Daddy, are you buying gifts for yourselves in my occasion? And dad said, No. From this point onwards, you're gonna take care of yourself. Said, what did you just say? It is your responsibility to feed me. You gave me birth. I did not ask to be born. You brought me into this home. You are supposed to give me food. Who said so? I am supposed to also bring you up in godly ways. As a father, as a mother, it is my responsibility to give my children what they need and also my responsibility to get them ready for what they will need. 20 years down the line. And you started now. So the son asked, what do I do with this? You see our neighborhood, you go and wash their cars and you make $20 or $50 or $100. You charge what is right based on your hard work. You bring that money, daddy will open a bank account for you and I will put that in there. For the equivalent that you have made, From that, 10% goes to God. 40% goes to your savings. Everything else that is left, you ask for the equal value, any gift. And if it's there, based on that value, I will buy you that thing. I will not touch that money, but I will buy you that if you have created that value in your bank account. How many of you are glad that you didn't have that data? 13. What were you doing when you were 13? You remember? What were you doing when you were 13? Take me to Chennai Silks, daddy. Take me to Toy Shop, daddy. I don't know what you were saying when you were 13. And this is what the father did. That boy started working from 13 years old. Today, he's one of the vice presidents in a leading bank in the city of Kuala Lumpur. And when they ask, what was your first job? And he proudly says, I started working, washing cars when I was 13 years old. He went really high up in the society because he learned the principle of responsibility. It is not about car wash, guys. It is not about dignity. It is not about money, It is about stewardship. Being good stewards and responsible of what God has called us to be. Teach them young in the ways of God. The ways of God is not just attending kingdom kids. Hello? Or memorizing scriptures. Or stuffing your face with Christmas cake. And buying new clothes. These are not these are all christian performances but spirituality goes deeper it goes much within god says the lord he gave names to all the, so this is what adam does he gave names to all the livestock all the birds of the sky all the wild animals but still there was no helper, just right for him. Yeah? You just need somebody right for him. You see that? Just right for him. This is why women are always... Now all the women, clap and praise God. This is why you are always right. Because you are right for... You are right for him. You are right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Next verse. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, Oh, finally. Many single people are ready to say that on your wedding day. Finally, Lord. (laughs) This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. See, he is speaking out. This is his nature of the man. He's wired and designed to speak out, to name things, to call it into existence, to be a visionary, to lead, you know. So he calls it out. Hey, you are my bone from my bone. What? That's the first romantic pickup line that ever happened in the history of the world. This is... You are my bone from my bone. You are my flesh from my flesh. It, might, it sounds like a barbecue steak here. But hey, this is what Adam said, guys. And He said, she will be called woman. Who named the woman woman? Guys, we only did it. She will be called woman because she was taken from a... Next verse. Verse 24. Listen to this carefully. This explains why a man leaves his father. Whatever that we read in Matthew is a quote from Genesis 2.24. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Any maths teachers here? Anybody averagely good in maths? Anybody knows LKG maths? LKG maths? Okay. 1 plus 1 is equal to? Wrong. What's there? According to the Bible, according to God's math, according to the kingdom math, 1 plus 1 is equal to 1. Now, don't take this and argue with your teacher this week. You will get zero. All right? But it works in marriage. One plus one is equal to one. One wallet. One heart. One room. One bank account. Make sure it's joint account. One plus one equals one. This is my sermon title. I've just got to my sermon title. My goodness. I need to split this sermon into two today, I think. Maybe part two will come. God has created us to be one plus one equals one in three aspects. Physically, psychologically, and spiritually. If we can get this right, one plus one equals one, in our areas of a marriage, you can build a healthy home. Amen? It says in Genesis 1, 26 and verse 27, it says, man was made in the image of God. Now, God's image, God is a triune God, not a single God, is he? God the Father, God the Son, and God the... Holy Spirit. Man is created in the image of God. So man is also a triune being. There is a Trinitarian image on the man. And the images: God being the pinnacle of his life. And man on the other side and the woman on the other side. They both have to travel upwards so that they will be joined together with God being the center of the relationship. Today the problem is everybody wants to travel from left to right or right to left. You call it dating. Hello? You do dating. No problem. This church is against dating. I'm not against anything. I'm not for anything also. One thing I am against is anything that you want to do without God in your life is sin basically you decide what is dating what is whatever formatting or resetting you do whatever i don't care but let me teach you this because you are in the image of god so a man and a woman having god at the center of your life you move towards god so when a man is strong spiritually and finding himself in the presence of god more will find the right person for him. Similarly, a woman who is moving towards God and finding herself in the presence of God and taking responsibility will also find the man that is right for her. Anything that happens outside this will not be right. I promise you that. It will not be right god has called me to lost the you know reach the lost god doesn't need your marriage or your romantic life to bring salvation to, into anybody hello hear this out i i love this person but i started actually talking to this person about the love of god apdiye a love Jesus loves you. I also love you. We love together. Come. Triangle. (laughs) Please pray pastor that she gets saved. Why da? Only if she gets saved. Only my parents will agree. No. The burden goes somewhere else now. Let me tell you something. You want to give somebody the gospel? You tell them the gospel? The Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. Don't make excuses. I will go a little bit more deeper into this. I'm going to finish this sermon right here because this has to be a part B, okay? So one plus one equals one, part A, all right? Part B, we will dive a little bit more deeper next Sunday. One thing that you need to take away is that we are called to be in the image of God. And we have, God has designed us. So there is a Trinitarian aspect of God over your life. Next Sunday, we will look at how one plus one equals one physically. How it is equals one psychologically. I will be talking about intellectual oneness. I will be talking about emotional oneness. Alright? You can be different, but you can still be one. Hello? You can be different and you can still be one. You can fight, but you can fight for each other. We will look at all those things. And finally, one plus one equals one spiritually. Amen? Let's all stand together. Thank you for listening to our sermon today. Hope it was a blessing for you as well as your family. If you would like to support our ministry, you can do so by visiting kingcitychurchorg forward slash give. And we will meet you next week with another inspiring sermon. God bless you.